Welcome to episode one of Odd Dad Rush. I'll be your host through this journey of mine. I'm Ryan. The podcast is basically going to chronicle my path from a regular dad to a hockey dad. And this first episode will get you caught up to real time from when I was a kid till now. It's going to be short, succinct, but we'll get there. There's going to be a few segments every week I plan on incorporating into the podcast. Um, There's going to be a weekly rewind, which is basically a recap of last weekend's games. And, of course, games I'm talking about are might-be games for my eight-and-a-half-year-old, my oldest son, Nolan. Uh, That's the hockey player in the family. The other two, who are five and three, haven't shown a ton of interest but they're good sports about going to the games and voluntarily going to the practices. Um, the games, they have no choice. They have to go. But they're good sports about it. And then also I'll be doing a twib. Not really a twib. A take on twib. If For those of you old enough to remember this week in baseball, I'm going to be doing it this week and might be. So it would be a twimb, I guess. But I'm not going to call it that. I'll just let you know what's going on this week as far as games and travel. And the whole point of the podcast is to give you a glimpse into the life of being a parent of a youth hockey player. If you are one currently, you could probably commiserate and nod your head in agreement with some of the things that I'll be talking about. If you're kind of skeptical or hesitant, this could either help or hinder your decision to get your kid into hockey, regardless what you are. Thank you for listening uh, to my journey. And again, it's new to me, and this episode's going to be kind of the origin story till present day, summed up into maybe 15 minutes. So with that, we will start with my childhood. I grew up in the 80s in Long Island, so we had the Islanders. They were my hometown hockey team. We were about 15 minutes away from the Coliseum. I was born in 81, so I think that was the second year or the third year in a row that they won the Stanley Cup, so, but I was too young. I was just born. I couldn't even, you know, I was goo goo so didn't know hockey. Uh, Anyway, I grew up in a baseball town, too, so that kind of put hockey on the back burner. I could watch from afar, um, but baseball was the go-to from a very young age. I got into playing hockey you know, middle school, high school, we'd go up to Kmart and play in the parking lot and stuff like that at night. We'd, once we were able to drive, we could take our cars, we'd put the nets on top of the cars and bring the street pads and the sticks and balls and we would just go and play for hours and it was just an awesome time. And we'd do that once or twice a week. But in the end, it was all baseball. For me, grew up playing baseball, high school played baseball, college played baseball, played a little independent ball after college, coached college baseball. So there wasn't a ton of hockey besides being in the periphery as far as keeping tabs on it but not really being super active in it or following it. Um, And now fast forward 30 years, 30 or so years, and we have three kids, me and my wife, um, my wife and I, and the oldest is eight and a half, five and a half, and then three and a half, or the younger two. But Nolan, the oldest, is the hockey player. And it's funny because, you know, as a parent, 
you kind of want your kids to do what you did and enjoy the things that you did as far as sports go. And I never out loud said, like, I want you to play baseball. And I think that's a good thing because I think you're steering kids the wrong way and not letting them make decisions for themselves if you're just putting your kid in something that you want them to be in. But anyway, I'll get off my soapbox now and get back to the task at hand here. Uh, so yeah, we don't have a hockey team. We have the Hartford Wolfpack, which is an AHL affiliate of the Rangers. But we don't have a pro hockey team, so to speak, an NHL team. The Whalers were here, uh, but left years and years ago. So they're kind of just a nostalgic look back into yesteryear for Hartford residents and Connecticut fan- residents and fans of hockey. Um, we have the Bruins are 90 minutes north east of us uh, to Boston, and then New York is you know a few hours away or on the train or drive, whatever. But there's no NHL presence here, really. Um, a lot of Bruins fans, but no games that we can go to within a 35-40 minute drive besides the AHL team. So we also live near UConn, the University of Connecticut. They have a men's and women's hockey team. My wife used to work with the women's hockey team, so Nolan would go to their games and kind of got into it. And before all this, before he got into the hockey, uh, he just started watching the Stanley Cup playoffs in like 2018, 17-18 season, um, when the Capitals beat the Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup. But he would watch the entire, you know, the recaps of the games in the morning. He'd watch what he could at night. And the Capitals kept winning and kept winning. And obviously they won the Stanley Cup. Um, So that kind of got him hooked into hockey. Um, And honestly, like, I never, I don't remember doing that when I was a kid. Obviously, we didn't even have cable, so I couldn't do any of this. He's watching it on the Fire Stick, you know, on the NHL TV app. And it's so much more accessible now um, with the internet and everything. I sound like I'm 60, but um, yeah, so he, he just loves the game, you know, and, and I th- it was that, that Stanley Cup run in 2018 by the Capitals that hooked him into hockey and being a Capitals fan. Now, me growing up an Islanders fan, you know, but it has a little bit, but I cheer for the Caps, even though the Islanders and Caps are in the same division, but um, you support your kids, you know, that's what you do, and I support them. He likes when the Capitals win. He gets upset when they lose. I got to reassure him like, hey, listen, you know, I'm sure they're upset too, but I don't think they're crying or screaming or angry that they lost a regular season game, you know? Um, so with that, he was hooked on hockey. And the la- the next few months were summer, so kind of hockey's on the back burner. And it was baseball season. Uh, and he did want to play Little League. So we signed him up and he played um, and then I think it was like September, uh, August or September, uh, the Boston Bruins put together a learn to play program, which is, if you're not familiar with it, Google it because if you're in new England, um, it's something I definitely recommend because for a few reasons, one, the price was right around a hundred bucks. I think it was a hundred bucks. They measure you. They set up a whole shop in the center, in the, in the capital, on the steps of the Capitol, rather. Um, you know, bounce houses, little hockey experiences, little games to play. But for 100 bucks, you get all that. And 
there, they have people there measuring you, sizing you up for your gear. So you walk out of there with, well, you don't walk out of there with a certificate, a contract, so to speak. Um, but eventually, I think it was like a week, within a week, a giant box showed up, helmet, shin guards, shoulder pads, elbow pads, helmet, stick, you know, socks, a jersey, a pair of shorts, hockey shorts to wear on the ice. So everything you could imagine that you'd need to learn how to skate was was at your doorstep, you know, a week later for a hundred bucks. And secondly, you also got four lessons in the learn to skate program of your choice, wherever your home rink was. If you live in Stamford down by the shore, which is like an hour and 40 minutes from us, you pick a rink down there. We live up here. So we picked a rink that was about eight minutes from the house. And it was, I still, it's expensive hockey. You know, we'll get to that in a different episode, I'm sure. But for a hundred bucks at the time, it's gotten more expensive. Um, he loves it. And he, you know, started doing it. He started doing limited mites, which was Saturdays and Sundays. I think it was eight in the morning, Saturday, seven in the morning on Sunday. So early mornings. Um, and it was two eight week sessions. We signed him up for the second one after we were sure he was sure that he liked it. Um, we didn't want to just sign him up to sign him up. We were like, listen, do you like this? It's a big time commitment. If you're into it, we'll do it. If not, then you don't have to do it. No pressure, you know, and he did it. And this is, uh, you know, I guess a year ago, a little over a year ago. So he's only been skating really for, for a little over a year. Um, after that was done again, it was the summer. So hockey was on the back burner and then he had tryouts for travel eight and under, which is mites. I think, I don't know if it's a blanket age group, eight and under is considered mites everywhere, but here it's considered mites. So he's a mite and they had tryouts. There was kids last year who were on might B or might C and they moved up to might A. You could tell those kids they were young. They were still eight and under, but they could skate. They could move. They knew how to pass. They had an idea of how to play the game. Where Nolan was coming in, just learning how to skate and like throw the puck at the net and not really pass or have an idea of the nuances of how to play. So he did tryouts, you know, not a year after he learned to skate. And he's on might be which you probably assumed because I said TWIM before, which was a terrible acronym for this week and might be. But he's on might be. And, and, you know, whether he was on A, B, or C, it didn't matter. You know, he's learning to play hockey. The coaches do a great job. Um, And one thing I'm super proud of him is he's not very outgoing, I'll say. Um, And he didn't know anybody on his team leading into the year. So, I mean, he might have had a few that were in learn to skate with him. Nothing that we or he continued to keep in contact with and be friends with because nobody really was from our town. There was nobody from our town. It wasn't really like nobody. There was nobody from our town. Some people live around us, which we've subsequently found out, but all in all, it was a new group of people. And I think this scares the shit out of adults more so than kids. Like kids can adapt and be friendly with anybody really that's just in their nature their innocence and where parents are a little 
more hesitant to want to make friends or new friends. And being with these parents and these kids for four days a week, essentially, it's it's an awesome group. And it's it's fun to go to practices and watch them smile when they fall and watch the games and how well they play together. So all in all, it's been a great experience. I mean, I've heard terrible stories about hockey parents being overbearing and totally insane, but it seems everywhere you look, parents are the problem, I guess. Um, And again, another episode, talk about that. But this group is not overbearing. There's not really any coaching from the stands. Um, And it's just all in all a good experience at the rink. Can't speak for some of the teams we've played, but with our group in our unit, I'll say, um, it's been pretty good. I'm happy about that, that our first experience with like travel sports out of our town has been a positive one for everybody involved. That pretty much gets everybody caught up to present day from when I was a kid, which I briefly touched on growing up as an Islanders fan in a baseball town to now where Nolan is all in on hockey. And uh, I don't want to get too much more in depth. So with that, we'll transition to some weekly rewind. All right. So last week we had two games, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday is always a home game. Um, Sunday's typically on the road. We only had seven skaters plus the goalie last weekend because we had coaches who have kids that are in older groups uh, who are out of state. So we only had eight total. And it's four on four, so they had to do kind of double shifting every seventh line change, I guess. One kid stayed out um, for two shifts. And we do about 26-minute halves, two-minute shifts, buzzer buzzes, kids switch. And they were having a ball. Um, I think they won Saturday. I don't. They don't keep score, but the kids definitely keep score, and probably some of the parents. Not so much on our team, um, but I hear other teams' parents talking about the score is two to one or four to one. It's like who gives a shit, you know? Kids are having fun, uh, but they were gassed at the end, man. They were gassed on Saturday. Their last four or five minutes of the second half was just was a struggle for the kids. They'd fall down. It would take a little longer to get up. They would still be smiling, but that was that. And then on Sunday, again, we had eight total players, seven skaters in the goalie. And uh, the other team had two players who, if they were on the ice by themselves, wouldn't have mattered. They would not pass to anybody. One was yelling at his teammates, and it was just ugly. Three minutes in, he slashed Nolan across the shins. I mean, fortunately, how much torque can an eight-year-old get on a stick but still it was kind of bullshit that the coach let it happen um nobody said anything and it was just it, it was not good to see he would score a goal and he would start chirping to the goalie he'd turn around and like stare at the goalie and say something you could see his lips moving definitely wasn't saying good try you know so there was that we were down eight four and according to nolan and the coach and his coach and uh, they went up tight in 8 8. It felt like a win for the team. They were all happy with it. They were, they did not stoop to the other team's level of play as far as 
tripping or slashing and stuff like that. And, you know, they play a team game. So it's fun. It's fun to watch. They, they genuinely enjoy each other's company and are also learning a lot from when it started three months ago to now they've made strides like unbelievably. Um, that was pretty poor grammar, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, so that's the weekly rewind. Now for the upcoming week, um, we got two games on the weekend and they are both in one day. They're both on Saturday. So we have an eight o'clock game about 40 minutes from our home rink and then an 1130 game at our home rink. So this is the only time it's happened so far in three months. I don't think it'll affect the kids. It's just a little more travel. And I think Nolan and the boys, Graham and Austin might be doing a little Manchester road race here in Connecticut. Um, at 10 o'clock. So it's going to be a busy morning. A lot of driving. Nah, not too much. I mean, 40 minutes is reasonable. Um, but it's going to be hockey, a road race. That was a road race. I don't know why it's a road race. And another hockey game. So that's what this weekend looks like. And now for a little NHL segment, uh, we'll get into the plus minus, which I just learned the other day. It's a plus one if you get a point at even strength or shorthanded, but not on the power play. So that was pretty interesting to me. That said, we will get into the NHL player of the week. A lot could go into this. It's kind of totally discretionary by me, but I'm going to give it to Connor McDavid, who in the past seven days has put up four goals and eight assists, six points on the power play. He's also averaging over 20 minutes a night on the ice. So that's a lot of time for for an offensive guy. Usually you see the defenders racking up the big minutes. But the superstars on the teams, especially that team with him and Leon Dreisaitl, they got to kind of carry the team. They haven't been to the playoffs, I don't think, in their careers. So that is the NHL Player of the Week. And that's a plus for the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid. Uh, another plus, we're going to go... To my hometown team, the New York Islanders, who I think still have an unbeaten streak of 15 games. Now, they've lost, but they've gotten a point in 15 straight games. And I think they're second in the entire league in points tied with like Boston and Edmonton, maybe, and another team. I think they have 31 points. The Caps are, are ahead of everybody. They got 36 points. But um, the Islanders, man... They're just rolling. Last night, they played the Penguins. They were down 2 nothing. Then they tied it up. Then they were down in two goals again. Tied it up. Went to overtime. And won 5-4. A point streak, for those of you not familiar, obviously it means a point in every game. But you get a point once you get the game to overtime. Win or lose. If you win, you get two points. If you lose, you still get a point. Shootout, same thing. You win the shootout, you get two points. You lose a shootout, you get one point. So another team plus to the New York Islanders who keep finding ways to win. Uh, And a minus is going to go to the Calgary Flames. Now, they started off well. They're still kind of in the mix in the Western Conference, but they've lost five in a row, being outscored, let's see if my math is correct, I think 18-4, to 18-5. In the last five games, Johnny Gaudreau's got like 
two assists, I think, over that span. I mean, they've only scored five goals, so they can't really have too many points. But they've lost three games at home, two on the road. You know, Colorado, they played. St. Louis, Dallas, those are all top-notch teams. Arizona is very good. Vegas is always tough to play in Vegas. But still, they were 10-7-2, and, and they are now 10-11-3. So that's a rough stretch for for the Flames and Johnny Gaudreau is not really helping matters much by scoring any. He's got two assists, like I said. So that is a big minus for the Calgary Flames. Um, and I think that's it, man. I think, and women, I think that's going to wrap up this first episode. Thanks for bearing with me. Um, I know I said, um, and so a lot and, but it'll change. It'll get better. It's a learning curve. So there it is again. Um, and that, but, and I think that too. So on that note, we will, uh, we'll catch you next week for another episode of odd dad rush. Thanks for listening.